Today is Tuesday, January 19th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. We have officially made it to our last full day of the Trump administration, just in case anyone's been counting. Sources close to the White House are reporting that we can expect at least 100 pardons and commutations today. One source told Fox News that Trump is not planning to pre-pardon his children or himself, though as with any Trump rumors, I'll believe it when I see it or don't see it. I don't know about you, but it kind of feels like I'm waiting for the nominations to be announced for a really fucked up award show. In preparation for the inauguration, Kamala Harris resigned her Senate seat yesterday. California Governor Gavin Newsom selected Alex Padilla to serve out the final two years of her term, and he's expected to be sworn in this week. Padilla has been California's Secretary of State since 2015 and will now be the first Latino senator from California and one of six Latinos in the Senate. As D.C. continues to ramp up its security for the inauguration, more information is constantly coming to light about the January 6th insurrection. Yesterday on CNN, Congressman Steve Cohen revealed that he and his colleague John Yarmuth saw Representative Lauren Boebert giving a tour of the Capitol to a large group of people sometime between January 3rd and January 6th. Boebert denied the allegation that she gave any tours, but I don't know. Personally, I just don't trust that one. Now an update on one of the participants in the Capitol riots. The FBI issued an arrest warrant for a woman named Riley June Williams this weekend. Get ready because this is a weird story. FBI officials said someone claiming to be Williams's ex called them and said that a friend of hers had shown him a video of her taking a laptop from Nancy Pelosi's office. Her ex also claimed that she intended to sell the laptop to a friend in Russia, who then planned to sell it to Russian intelligence. Ultimately, the plan supposedly fell through and the device is potentially lost or destroyed. And Williams has supposedly fled, changed her phone number, and deleted her social media accounts. A spokesperson from Pelosi's office said that a laptop had been stolen from the conference room, but that it was a laptop that it was used for presentations only. And the FBI is still looking for Riley June Williams. While we're on the topic of Russia, we have some political news out of Moscow. The opposition leader to Putin, Alexei Navalny, flew back to Russia on Sunday after recovering in Berlin from Putin's attempt to assassinate him by poisoning him. Navalny was immediately arrested at the airport and transferred to Matroskaya Tashina Prison, an infamous facility in Moscow that has held political prisoners in the past. After his arrest, Navalny issued a statement encouraging the Russian people to take to the streets starting on January 23rd in protest. So we'll definitely be watching those. We actually have another Russia-related story today. Everyone's favorite social media landfill, Parler, is back online. What does Parler have to do with Russia, you ask? The connection here is that Parler is now back online because they're now running on servers out of Russia. This is in response to Amazon Web Services cutting off hosting to Parler last week, but the platform is back on with limited capacity for now, with the CEO promising it will be fully up soon. I mean, I'm sure everything there is entirely above board and there are absolutely no Russian trolls on the app mining for Americans' data and insider information. The only saving grace is that Parler still does not have access to the Apple App Store or Google Play, so let's just hope the users will be too stupid to figure out how to download it. The last story I want to address is the Trump administration's spree of executions that's happened in the past few weeks and months. Prior to Trump's administration resuming federal executions, there had not been one for 17 years and no president in more than 120 years has overseen as many federal executions. The Trump administration has put 13 people to death since July, meaning that in one year they have executed more American civilians than all states combined. Nine of these 13 individuals had significant intellectual disabilities, severe mental illness, and or histories of abuse. 
Three of them were teenagers at the time of their offenses, and more than half of the individuals executed were people of color. The last inmate to be executed, Dustin Higgs, did not even commit a murder himself, nor did he order any murders. However, he was executed for being part of a triple murder, while the actual gunman in that crime is currently serving a life sentence. Justice Sonia Sotomayor issued a scathing dissent in the ruling for Higgs's execution, suggesting that the new protocol that they were using for lethal injections actually does constitute cruel and unusual punishment, which is a constitutional violation. But what can I say? That's the pro-life party. Thank you for listening to The Morning Announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can help us grow by heading over to the feed to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want more of my news content, follow me on Instagram at Sammy, where I post news updates on my stories throughout the day. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe to the Betcha Sup podcast for more in-depth discussion of today's news and follow at Betcha Sup on Instagram. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.